You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Thanks for joining the hot seat. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Is this the first time, right? This is the first time. I'm waiting to see what happens. Oh, good, good. Well, in the hot seat, we like to get started right away. Now, one of the things that was interesting is that in December of last year, Cisco had a major announcement in the routing space, the Cisco 8000. Could you discuss a little bit further about the details of that announcement? Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm excited to share because this is a culmination of, of five years of, of development for us. Um, and so about five years ago, we really started to look at the problems that our service providers were going to have and what technologies we would have to invest in to be able to deliver a, a portfolio of products to, to meet those needs. And so we looked at everything from silicon to software to system design and power and cooling. Uh, and the 8000 is really all of those things combined together in, in a portfolio of, of systems that we've delivered to the market. And so we build both fixed and, and modular systems. The fixed systems are amazing because you start with you know, a 10.8 terabit one rack unit device. Right. It really, the 8201 is focused on dense 400 gig mm-hmm. um, in, in a one rack unit form factor. And then we have a two rack unit version of it which adds a lot more 100 gig. So right. if you're doing 100 gig aggregation with 400 gig uplinks, right. uh, we'll leverage that device. Right. But we're able to take the same chipset and build very large modular devices as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first parts of the family that we, we announced were an eight, a 12, and an 18 slot system. Okay. Uh, each one of those is capable of, of up to 14.4 terabits per slot. Wow. So you talk about systems from 100 terabits to 260 terabits, yeah. all leveraging that same common uh, chip technology and, and software, right. which allows us to get to about 4 watts per 100 gig in the fixed wow. boxes and, and about 11 watts per 100 gig in, in the modular platform. So mm-hmm. much, much lower uh, cost and, and much higher power efficiency than anything we've ever built. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. especially the timing with 5G coming about, the capacity there. Now, one of the things that stood out for me was this whole silicon chipset, right? And it seemed like Cisco now has um, a position uh, where you're taking all your chipsets and calling it the Silicon One chipset family. What makes it interesting or remarkable? What do we need to know about this? Yeah, so, so the Silicon One family and the Q100 ASIC, which is the first chip in, in that family, right. uh, is, is what we call a clean sheet architecture. Right. So as we were developing this, this family of systems, right. we really wanted to look at, at silicon and define silicon that was you know, driving not only what we needed today, mm-hmm. but an architecture that we could build an entire portfolio of systems on over the next few, you know, over the next decade. And so when we look at, at the chipset, this is really the first routing chipset okay. to break that, that 10 terabit per second barrier. Right. So it's a 10.8 terabit NPU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have the density of a lot of the high-end switching devices, right. but really we, it's a router. It has routing functionality. So right. large buffers, uh, large table sizes, you know, and the ability to build up to 260 terabits in a, in a single system, but with a common building block. Right. Um, and the common building block is, is a, a big differentiator for us, yeah. and it's different from any system we've ever built. Mm-hmm. Because when we used to build systems, we'd build a queuing chip and an NPU right. and a yeah. fabric yeah. chip, yeah. and we kind of build all these different components and put them together. Yeah. With the level of integration we can get into this device, mm-hmm. we can build everything from you know that one rack unit, 10.8 terabit system, mm-hmm. uh, but then we can take that, that chip, put it onto a line card, have it act as the NPU on the line card, right. 
and then take that exact same chip and put it on the fabric card and have it act as, as the fabric to as connect fabric. everything together. Yeah. You know, so you get consistency from the small systems up to the very large systems, yeah. which is something our, our customers are asking for. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it sounds like this is more than just about capacity, right? But as you move forward, a lot of customers are concerned about the cost, right? Operational efficiency, trustworthiness. How, how does this system... Um, address some of those points. Yeah, absolutely. So speeds and feeds and bandwidth yeah, are yeah. what we do and we always talk about that. But when we kind of look at the, the network of the future and, and where our customers are going, right. you know, whether it's 5G or just the evolution of, of consumer and enterprise bandwidth needs, the first thing we wanted to do is design a system that, that had no compromises on, on bandwidth. Right. So we didn't want our customers building networks based on the existing bandwidth of right. devices okay. they had. Yeah. But if you look at the networks that are being built, these are critical infrastructure for, for entire countries, for industries, for emergency services. And so we also wanted to take security and operations to, to a very different level. So when you think about uh, trustworthiness of platforms, mm -hmm. we went all the way down to the, the core of the devices we build and we put uh, trust modules onto hardware that we that we program and manage starting from our manufacturing process so that we can guarantee that um, the larger devices haven't been tampered with. They okay. have a signature for all the chips and, yeah, and yeah. devices on the board, and so we know that it's genuine Cisco hardware. Mm -hmm. It's the same as it as it left the factory, and, and nobody's tampered with it over time. Right. Yeah. And then with that that anchor in that root of trust, mm -hmm. we can then layer uh, software on top that's right. signed by Cisco, and so we know that it's, it's genuine software, and really focus on the trustworthiness of that, device, of that device as you build out that critical infrastructure. Yeah, no, that's interesting, yeah. Now, one of the things uh, about this announcement is that uh, the first thing that a lot of the uh, customers want to know is Cisco has a, an existing product called the NCS 5500, I think. Yeah. How does the Cisco 8000 compare? How, do you, how are you positioning the two products, I guess? Yeah, no, that's a great question, because anytime anybody launches something new, they always wonder about yeah. where's the rest of the portfolio. That's right. Uh, and if you think about the, the networks that we build, we build networks you know, from mobile networks, service providers, uh, web providers, and so you need all different kinds of equipment from, from small to large to medium and yeah. everything in between. And so when you think about the, the 5500 portfolio, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's the fastest growing part of our portfolio. Mm -hmm. and, and we have everything from you know, small cell site routers right. all the way up to you know, greater than 100 terabit, 400 gig enabled systems. And so the breadth of that 5500 mm -hmm. allows us to actually uh, apply that system to the majority of our, our customer networks. Right. We've done a bunch of TCO modeling and as you know, very dense 100 gig systems come into play or, or even you know, 400 gig starts to ramp, mm -hmm. uh, we really think that, that the Cisco 8000 plays in that, that high-end 100 gig, 400 gig world, right. extremely dense systems, right. no, no bandwidth constraints in the network. Okay. And so the, the most successful networks we've seen to date actually leverage all of these different systems right. uh, and leverage iOS XR as that common kind the of common. building block but right. between the, the different pieces of hardware. Yeah, maybe uh, we can close with a two-part question, if you don't mind. Yeah. The first one is, is the product shipping? Yeah. And what kind of customer adoption or traction are you getting in the market today? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because I think generally as, as uh, vendors, we, we launch stuff and you <laughs> never know when we're launching it if we're shipping it. And that was the most fun thing for me about this launch was uh, we were already orderable and shipping these nice. products. Uh, prior to doing the launch. We really thought we had something differentiated and so we wanted to wait till we had real customers lined up and, and real uh, trials and, right. and per equipment going into production. Right. And so from a customer perspective, mm. the most powerful thing for me, if, if you go back and look at the December launch was, mm. you know, we had four of, of our largest customers on stage 
and, and they were all consuming the technology in a different way. Yeah. And so whether it was uh, you know, Comcast driving very high density for their, their video growth, mm -hmm. or AT&T consuming the, the XR software uh, running on, on white boxes that, that they want to put yeah, into their networks. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a different model yeah. for us. Yeah. But then if you kind of transition even more to the two large web players that were on mm -hmm. stage, you had Facebook talking about the desire to even consume you know, smaller chunks or, or components right. from Cisco yeah, right, yeah. with some of the silicon that we deliver and optics that we deliver. Right. Um, and then you had Microsoft who, you know, they, they like to take their own operating system, Sonic, which they, they, right. you know, they've open sourced and they really want to see growing throughout their network, but they want to run it on you know, high-end hardware right. like the Cisco 8000. Yeah, so, a lot of flexibility there. Yeah, the power of already having uh, shipped yeah. systems and mm -hmm. having real customers on stage telling you what they're doing with the products and, and explaining right. the products, to me, had, had a lot more weight than just uh, you know, yeah. me at yeah. product yeah. management telling you what I think you should buy. <laughs> right. So that, that was amazing. Good. Well, you're officially off the hot seat. I appreciate it. It wasn't too bad, right? It was fun. I'd love to do this again. Good, good. Well, with Kevin, this is Ray Moda. Thanks for joining this edition of the hot seat.